Welcome to Ditch the Classroom. This is your host, Ariana Vernier, and I'm so excited that you're here. I'm a teacher turned business coach who is so passionate about helping fellow mamas like you ditch the classroom and pursue your big, hairy, scary dreams. Imagine a life where you could still impact the world, but do so while following your passions and spending more time with your babies. In Ditch the Classroom, we'll explore ways you can do just that. Myself, guest experts, and amazing teachers who have also built a successful business will share tools, tips, and resources to help you ditch the classroom too. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm really excited today for this guest interview. Previous interviews, we've had all virtual service providers, but today we get the pleasure of learning from Lauren Katie Dillon, who is a teacher turned farmer and floral designer. So I'm really excited, super excited to have you here. So yeah, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. First uh, ever podcast guest. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it'll be it'll be fun. If you want to go ahead and just get started with telling us a little bit about your teaching journey, we can just start there. Yeah, um, I never, ever thought I was going to be a teacher. That was not something that I had in my plan. My mother was a teacher and she taught biology in our small town and she quit teaching high school before I was born. But I remember um, a lot of times falling around with her. And she did a lot of substitute teaching and um, other kinds of things. So she was always like teaching on and off. And I actually couldn't wait to get out of my small town. And I went to school for creative writing in Chicago. I went to Columbia College, Chicago. Had no intentions of teaching when I was there until about the last couple of years. I got involved in learning about how to teach creative writing there. And I started leading writing workshops with children. I started working for a couple of nonprofits in the Chicago area, doing writing workshops in different areas of the city, um, especially with different populations that might not often have like access to creative writing workshops and working at libraries and stuff like that. And I just started to feel, I don't know, I just got to, I think, I think I got to be really politically involved with education in Chicago. I got to see through some of those like workshop situations, how badly like good educators were needed in the city how really upsetting conditions were in some of the schools in the south and the west sides and so then I felt really motivated to become a full-time teacher so I actually applied to a couple different programs to get alternative certification because I had my undergraduate degree in creative writing and so I got accepted into the inner city teaching corps ICTC, as it was known, which was kind of like a fellowship program to get your, they got you in, they got you in the classroom after a summer of just student teaching. Oh my gosh. Classes. So yeah, like basically I got into this program um, and it was through Northwestern University. So after I taught for two years, then I would be able to get my master's from Northwestern. But uh, yeah, so I got in. So basically it was like a summer of some teaching like teachers getting us ready to go kind of like teach for America style into the classroom and then I started teaching that fall in Emmett Till Elementary which was south of University of Chicago yeah and I was teaching second grade so and then as I was teaching I was going to Northwestern to finish up my education degree but yeah I definitely didn't feel ready 
to be dropped into that situation. That's kind no, of that's fast. Yeah. Actually, I did the same program with Alex. Okay. We were both in ICTC. So I know that she had been a guest. Awesome. So you started, you, you taught for how many years? I ended up teaching all together for six years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. What really led you, you know, after being in the classroom for six years, what led you to make the decision to ditch the classroom? Uh, my first school that I was in was really crazy situation. And so I was like, the whole time I was teaching there, I was like, well, you know, I don't like this because I'm new and I'm not good enough at my job. And, and also this environment is really chaotic. So I found another school, um, Polaris Charter Academy, and I taught there for four years. And it was really kind of like my ideal environment to teach in the, the mission of the school really aligned with mine. And like, there was a lot of coworkers with similar like interests and, um, all kinds of things, but um, and then I still felt the same way kind of about the job, and I felt like I should like it because I loved interacting with the kids so much and building relationships with them, and also I knew I was doing something really meaningful, but it just never I felt very attached to the identity of a teacher, but it wasn't necessarily making me happy. And I found out, I think in 2016, I'm always so weird about the years, but I found out I had um, thyroid cancer. Oh, wow. And it kind of got me thinking about like how I was spending my time. Like I was working so much and really wasn't taking care of myself. Not that that really led to having thyroid cancer, but when you have something like that happen, you just start to think more about how you're spending your time. Yeah. Uh, hearing that like I had like a tumor, like a cancerous tumor at 28. And I had already been planning on, funny enough, like going to, I just got this weird, like I had been at Polaris, like teaching my kids this unit where we raised chickens um, from eggs. We hatched chickens and it was so much fun. And we were like teaching science through doing that. And it culminated with with us taking the kids to this farm outside of Chicago and camping there and them getting to see um, like an actual working farm and interacting with chickens there. And I loved that so much, like helping kids climb trees and go on hikes and all of that work. And it reminded me of how I grew up on a farm. And I was like, you know, maybe I just should go. Like I never really farm. Like I, I, I wasn't really like into gardening that much. Like I'd grown up on a farm and anyway, so I had found this farm that was looking for a summer intern. I was like, instead of just staying in Chicago for the summer, like I'll go intern on this farm and maybe, you know, get more ideas for teaching or maybe I want to do this. Like, I don't know. I haven't done it. And so I kept with that plan. Like I was waiting to get surgery on my thyroid while going to intern on this farm. And the two months that I spent on that farm before I had my surgery I thought I was going to be really anxious about all the things that were going on with my health, but like working outside was totally different from my anxiety. I just loved it. And so, yeah, I kind of, I was like, wow, I could still be a teacher and do something like, but I could do something like more hands-on than I have been doing. I could have like just a teacher, like not in a classroom setting. So that's still kind of the goal, but right now I'm still learning more about how to be like a really good farmer before I can like have kids out and like teach them about how to be a farmer. 
we have like some school groups come out, but I'm still working on the ways that I can be an educator in my new role. But yeah, I guess that's kind of how I got to ditch the classroom. Then I was like, okay, well, this is something I'm just going to like go after because I think this an actual My parents had like land that they could let me try out my like crazy idea. And I finished out another year of teaching and then me and my husband moved here. And yeah, he'd been working on an organic farm too after that. So yeah, I'm all over the place, but I hope this makes sense. No, (laughs) it totally does. And it's just so fascinating. It's funny because when I had Alex on the podcast, she went into web, website design after having a designer in her classroom. And you did a farming unit and that's kind of led you to where you are. Yeah. Now. That's just, that's just really cool. Yeah. One of the things at the school that I worked at was always like be um, one of the things we always tried to teach kids was like be an explorer. It was like explorer integrity, you know, like different core values of the school. And I really feel like working there, if I hadn't worked there, like I wouldn't have been an explorer enough to be like, Oh, this is like, I kind of, if my kids found something that they were passionate about, I would have encouraged them to pursue it. And so I found something that like made me feel really passionate and really brought me like peace of mind in a different way than like teaching ever had. And so it just seemed like a natural thing to like finally take my own advice and like pursue and see what might happen. Yeah, that's so cool. So you're also a florist designer. How did you, or floral designer, how did you kind of get into that? That just kind of came, I guess, like I was just like, once I started being interested in gardening and farming, like I just started like thinking about all the different things that I could do with the land. And I kind of just, I don't really remember how I stumbled upon Florette Flower, which she's coming out with a show now. Like I bet everybody's going to know about it soon because she's coming out of out with a show on like Magnolia Network with like Joanna Gaines or something. Oh, cool. but, um, yeah, so that should be, I think that's coming out soon. But I found her like she's in um, Washington outside of Seattle and she had written a book at the time that I got. I just ordered it off Amazon. Um, It was called Cut Flower Garden. I was like, oh, like maybe I want to grow some like flowers. You know, the farm I had worked on was all animals and vegetables. And so I was just kind of at that time just reading books, just anything like finding people who are living similar lives to what I imagined I might live when I got out of the city you know, just doing more homesteady things closer to the land and her book cut flower garden. And I was like, wow. Like, and she did some arrangements in there and I was just like, wow, this is just really amazing. And it seems also like it would be more profitable. Flowers are more expensive than like lettuce, tomatoes. So she had a workshop she offered that I heard about the Florette farmer workshop. It was a virtual workshop. And so I got my parents to help me pay for it. And was like, Hey, I think I might be interested in doing this. And it was in online. I don't, I don't even remember how long it was like eight weeks, maybe, but she just shared tons of resources about how she started or her methods and all this stuff. And then that year I tried it out and loved growing flowers and making bouquets. And that was also the same year that we actually moved back to Indiana from Chicago And I took a job that I really hated. I had found this job when I was still in Chicago. I was just looking for, I didn't want to be a classroom teacher, but I wanted to do something that, you know, I I had worked a lot in nonprofits before. I was like, oh, I'll work for a nonprofit. So I found this organization and basically what they were doing, it was like social work where I was working with families who were involved with Department of Child Services 
to help them meet the goals that were set out in order to maintain their paternity or like maintain their rights to their children. That would be hard. Yes, it was very hard. In some ways, it was harder than the job I just left because it was coming into people's homes and being like, well, you have to stop doing this. And it was just was not the right fit. I wanted a job that I could also farm on and save my mental energy for like learning how to farm and setting up a business. And I was just driving through town, my hometown that we had moved back to one day and the florist shop had put a sign up that said hiring. I have to go in. Like, I don't, I don't have any training. Like, I don't know why they would hire me. And I walked in and I was just like, Hey, this is me. And this is what I'm doing. I started growing flowers and I'm really interested in learning design. And he was like, well, I guess I could use some help with design work and also the phones and stuff. So I started out just, I had to convince my husband and my parents, this was a good idea for me to quit this salary job to, you know, make minimum wage in Indiana. I started whatever, you know, I just was answering phones, taking orders, waiting on people in the front room. And then slowly he was, do you want to like make this baby's breath thing? You know, just, he was giving me little things. And two years later, they've taught me everything I know about design. And it's been an amazing, I always felt like a creative person, but I wasn't ever good at drawing or I wrote obviously, but I didn't think that there was really like an art for art form for me. And I really, I work as a floral designer there and then book weddings on my own and take workshops and read books and like whatever I can to learn more about design because I still feel like I'm learning a lot but it's been really fun your story is just so fascinating to me because (laughs) I'm going from you know being diagnosed with cancer at what did you say 28 and then just yeah really following your passions whatever really lit you up as soon as you figured out farming was interesting to you you pursued that and then the floral design and I I saw your Instagram like your designs are gorgeous so it seems like you're really good at you know following the nudges that you receive internally so that's really cool yeah when I was a teacher I started going to therapy I mean, everybody should go to therapy, but I needed therapy from teaching was just stressful. And I had a lot of personal things going on. And it took me a long time to figure out that maybe part of what wasn't working for me was teaching. But also there, I like really learned to think about how I'm spending my time. And if it's not really interesting me and like pushing me and like challenging me, then it's not something I really want to like spend my time doing. So I guess I just got a lot of like courage from my experience with you know, just the scare of hearing, I'd known so many people that were important to me that had died from cancer. And then hearing that word, it was just like, okay, you know, you spend your 20s just thinking that your health is, you're great, you're fine, you're immortal, you're invincible. And so yeah, I just took that as a wake up call to just live more closely to like, just being an explorer, just following that. When I was earlier in my 20s, I working for myself, I don't think would have worked. But I just, you know, more organized and like more motivated, I guess. Yeah. Things always come at the perfect time. Yeah. So what would you say was kind of the biggest obstacle you had to overcome in this whole journey from deciding you wanted to leave and then, you know, to where you are now? The biggest obstacle, I guess just like I reshaping my identity introducing myself as a teacher was something that I took a lot of pride in 
and I felt was really important. And I think I, I missed having that a little bit. I think I missed sometimes teachers come in to my work now and I kind of want to like, you know, how you have that camaraderie with other teachers and talk about things like that. I feel like a little out of the loop. I miss interacting with kids like that and stuff. That's definitely been hard. And I think just like now that I went from, I don't think it's like a status thing, but it, it just, I think, especially for me, I went from something that had like, um, you know, people had a respect of like people, like when I would say that I was a teacher and doing something that I knew was really meaningful and important and was using my degrees, you know, I had a master's degree in this thing to then going to something I'm not the best at, even where I work and I'm earning minimum wage and I'm not using a degree necessarily. And the public might not even know that I, you know, wasn't, I don't know. It's just like this whole, it's, it's been a shift of where I fit kind of Mm -hmm. in the world and how I see myself and what's really important. I don't know how my parents, my parents are very proud of me, but they went from having somebody who was like a teacher to like, well, she works at the florist shop. And like, I mean, I'm a farmer and have a business and stuff, but it's just been, it's just been different. This isn't something that I ever saw. Like I didn't see myself being a teacher, but I definitely didn't see myself being back in my hometown at 32 either. Like I just, you know, so it's just been, there's just, there's been a lot of things changing and that's been a big obstacle to kind of yeah, to, to leave the salary, to leave, I don't have health insurance. Like I don't have those kind of things that were like a safety net. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to that a lot, especially what you said about being worried about what your parents think. Cause my parents are a big role in my life. And when I told them I no longer wanted to use my degree in teaching, they're just like, what? Like we just been putting you through college for five years and now you don't even want to use this. So it is, it is really hard to kind of redefine, not only redefine yourself internally, but like everybody who knows and loves you, they have to kind of change their vision of you. So it can be kind of challenging. Yeah. So can you kind of just share with us now that you're no longer teaching, you're farming, you're working at the florist shop, can you walk us through kind of what your average day looks like now? Yes, my average day, it kind of depends on the season. So right now, things are kind of slowing down a little bit on the farm. I'm working more at the flower shop, which actually works out perfect because a florist's busiest times are like around the holidays and then into Valentine's Day. So right now, like most days I'm waking up, getting to work there at 8.30, doing arranging through them most of the day, which has been great. They've been in business for 60 years. So it's kind of like a paid apprenticeship where I'm learning and getting to try new things. They're very flexible. So if I have something going on, like today, I needed to deliver eggs to a grocery store that buys from us. You know, I just clocked out and went once things were like mostly taken care of. So it might go like that. Last week, I didn't go to work on Friday or Saturday because I had a wedding to work on. So they kind of work with me. During the summer, it's like a lot busier. And and going into next year, I'm probably going to have to take more time off from there to be on the farm. If it's a day on the farm, I'm like waking up, especially if it's like in the summer, waking up early before it gets too hot. Going out, I could be doing anything from harvesting to like planting, weeding, 
all kinds of stuff like that. And then if it's like a Friday or Saturday, we're Fridays, we're always getting ready for market and Saturdays during the summer, are always like farmer's market days. So I think that's kind of what I like about my new life also is because there's so, there's so many different tasks. Sometimes I'll be out in the field doing something, but then also I'll have invoices to do or like Zoom with clients, potential clients for like floral work or be showing someone the barn to like rent out or, you know, be planning something. There's just lots of variety in the different things that I do and lots of variety in like how the days might be. I might be at the shop or I might be at home farming or I might be out doing a wedding. I don't know. It just, it just that routine of like getting up and going to school and like all of that, just like every day, like it never changes. I liked, yeah. I liked teaching because like when I was actually teaching, I was really present. You can't really be thinking about a lot of other things. And you're like, usually moving around the classroom quite a bit, you know, you're doing different things, but it just definitely does get into this. I don't know, every day inside kind of thing. I like being inside, being outside, doing more things that are physical, like has been a big thing for me. I found out I actually don't just like to work, use my brain. I loved working on a line when I was in college, I worked on a line of a kitchen. I loved that. I like being at the florist when we're busy and having to like make arrangements and not have to like all the time be doing a million different things that you do with your brain when you're a teacher, like paying attention to this kid's behavior while like, am I meeting my target? All those things. And then the paperwork and the parent, you know, I love that when I'm done working, I'm done working. Mm -hmm. That was the biggest thing. Like parents would always be calling me or texting me when I was at home. So I just love that it really is kind of a job that I can be done with emotionally and otherwise. So yeah, I like all the different varieties of my days. That's awesome. It's really cool. I'm kind of the same. I don't like feeling stuck doing one task again and again. So it's nice, you know, being able to have a pretty flexible schedule and do kind of what you're feeling called to do that day. Yeah, that's really cool. So if someone wanted to start their ditch the classroom journey, but they just felt really overwhelmed by the idea, what would you say to them? It's always going to be overwhelming. I mean, teaching is overwhelming. <laughs> um, I Well, it was for me, I thought, when you really think about it, it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, of course, it's going to be overwhelming because it's a change. And I would also just, I guess what I would really say is that everything worth doing is scary. Yes. Everything worth doing is scary. So if it's overwhelming, that's, you know, and it's challenging, that means your brain's going to grow. That's what I would tell students. Like, what would you tell a student if they felt overwhelmed by something? If it's something that like you really feel is going to make you happy and aligns with what you want your life to look like. I knew I wanted my life, especially as I move into the phase of my life where I'm thinking about having children. I wanted it to look more like spending time with my husband and my family. I wanted it to look like us doing something together. I knew I wanted more time in nature, less time working. So if what you're thinking about doing is overwhelming and aligns with what you want from your life, then you should absolutely do it. And it's just, you take it day by day, you know, every day it's, what do I have to face today? But that's just always how life is. So, yeah, I, Oh my gosh, when you said 
what would you say to your students if they were feeling overwhelmed by starting something new? That like gave me goosebumps. We always, you know, talk up our students and just hype yeah. them up and get them excited about things. And we don't talk to ourselves that way. So we need yeah. to talk to ourselves, like, or our students. I love that. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. So cool. Where can people connect with you, become your best friends, see all your <laughs> designs? Yeah, so I am really active on Instagram. My professional account, our farm's account is at Katie Heritage. That's C-A-T-E-Y Heritage. We're also on Facebook. And yeah, that's kind of where I post all the stuff that we're up to on the farm and everything. So yeah. Perfect. And I will have those links in the show notes for anybody who wants to connect with you so yeah. this has been so much fun I've learned so much your story is just so inspiring and just really really cool I really appreciate having you on today yeah thanks so much for having me it was super fun all right well thank you guys if you enjoyed this episode make sure to leave a review and I will see you next week thanks so much for hanging out with me today Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review, and check out the show notes for a free gift to help you ditch the classroom. If you loved today's episode, can you help me share the message by taking a screenshot, tagging me on Instagram at ariana.vernier, and sharing it with your friends so we can help more mamas ditch the classroom and follow their dreams. Until next week, y'all, keep following the dreams that were placed in your heart so you too can ditch the classroom.